Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. Um, Nick uses the phrase weekly somewhat lightly this time. <laughs> Welcome back to this fortnight in film. Uh, uh, I'm Nick Pronto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going splendidly, Nick. How are you? I'm great. I'm just great. Um, I finally watched a movie, and uh, and uh, I'm sure you watched a bunch. I, I did, in fact. I did. I caught a whole bunch of movies. Okay, so well, I'm going to go through my movie first, I think, because I did not care for it. Oh, and, okay. And well, should, we, should we let everyone know what, what movies we're covering? Yeah, all right. That sounds good. Um, okay. I watched the movie Only Lovers Left Alive. Um, That's a long title. It's not that long. It's only four words, but it feels mm. a lot longer. It feels longer than that. Yeah, but um, but the movie itself was very long, and and I did not care for it. And that's no. the only movie that I watched. But it's a it's a vampire movie, which fits in with today being Halloween. Oh, good point. And when this episode uh. drops, it will be after Halloween, <laughs> and people will. Really want to hear about the scary movies we watched. Well, you know, for some people, maybe they like to uh, sh- stretch it out a little bit. Scarevember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I saw Game Night, Gone Girl, 21 Jump Street, and Halloween 2018. Wow. Two of those movies. Wait, you saw Game Night? What was after Gone that? Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Gone Girl and 21 oh. Jump Street I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get to them. I'll get to them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So, Only Lovers Left Alive. It's a movie from 2013. It's directed by Jim Jarmusch, which is, uh, I think it's the first movie of his that I've seen. He's a kind of a, an acclaimed director who's directed um, uh, a bunch of other movies such as Broken Flowers, Stranger Than Paradise, and Patterson, which is a movie that came out two years ago with Adam Driver that I that I wanted to see and forgot that I wanted to see it till I looked up this guy's IMDb. Anyway, I've never heard any of these movies. Um, yeah, Only Lovers Left Alive. Uh, stars Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston as Adam and Eve, and um, s- spoiler alert: they're vampires. <laughs> um, was this in theaters? Uh, probably in you know, like a limited kind of release. Okay, yeah, like California, New York. Yeah. Um. So, like these two vampires have been alive for hundreds of years, um, and they they love each other very much. And uh, Tilda Swinton is in Tangier, which is a country or a city. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know where Tangier is, but it has like a, a, a Middle Eastern kind of feel to it. And uh, Tom Hiddleston lives in what's left of Detroit. And, uh, and that's in America. That is in um, barely. And, uh, uh, so this movie is listed. Uh, just to, just to, just to update everybody. Tangier is a city in Morocco. Morocco. Oh, okay. Yes. They speak French in the movie while they're there. So I don't know if that's a, if that's a thing. And maybe they weren't speaking French. <laughs> I don't really speak French, so I can't say for sure. Uh, well, I don't think Morocco is too far from France, so it's possible. Um, so right off the top, this movie is listed as a comedy drama fantasy. It's, uh-huh. it is not a comedy. It's, it's not a comedy at all. There are some humorous moments in uh-huh. it. Like there, there are like a couple of, of lines where you're like, <laughs> but, but it is not a comedy. It, it's, it's depressed Tom Hiddleston, who's like a, ancient vampire and he like creates music and i guess he's been making music for hundreds of years 
and and like it just slowly leaks out and like when it does he like runs away and hides and and whatever um and tilda swinton is does does his genre of music change over the decades like along with the popular trends or is he still like playing the harpsichord from like the 1700s uh i think it does change but like the music that he's creating in 2013 when this movie takes place is he he refers to it as funeral funeral music Hmm. and um the best way to describe it is it sounds like the cure meets elliot smith meets the morning jack my morning jacket oh okay so it's not like no it's like like organ music it's like it's like like sad rock music but like but like heavy heavy sad rock music okay yeah um, and he's really into guitars, and he's just really into music, music as a whole. Um, um, Anton Yelchin is in this movie, and he is uh, Tom Hiddleston's uh, helper man. Like he shows up, and like he brings Tom Hiddleston like these new and rare guitars, and. Um, and does like various tasks for him, but I don't think he knows that he's a vampire. Uh, he just kind of <laughs> like, how have I been employed for 300 years? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, uh, and also in this movie is John Hurt, who uh, I think this is one of his last roles, but um, he, he also plays a vampire and he's friends with Tilda Swinton in Tangiers. Mm-hmm. And um, they imply that he's the one who actually wrote much of Shakespeare's uh, library. Like much of what Shakespeare wrote was actually written by this guy, Christopher Marlowe. And and huh. I guess that's supposed to be some of the comedy in the movie. I was gonna say that must be your comedy element. I guess. I feel I feel like movies like this, like these kind of depressing movies, like. Like one way to try to market it is to say like, oh, there's some dark humor in it, so it's also a comedy because yeah. not too many people are going like, oh, I want to sit down and be depressed. Yeah. Um, now we watched this movie over two nights. Um, like we watched the first hour, and then we were like, mm-hmm. and then we were like, oh, our children are waking up. Thank God we could turn it off. <laughs> and because we did not care for it at all we we're like this is so boring this is so annoying and then the next night we went to watch the second half of it because i was like i gotta watch a movie for this show and uh <laughs> and so we put it back on and the second hour is much better than the first hour um but it, the movie becomes way better when you figure out that oh when you figure out, oh, this isn't just about vampires; it's about heroin. Like, if you pretend that the the vampires are are heroin junkies instead of vampires, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. They're heroin junkies, and uh, and it, and it really makes a big difference in the way you perceive the movie. Um, because when they because they have to go like um, they can't just pull people off the streets to drink their blood. They they have to get like clean blood because they don't want to get diseases and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so like when they they basically pour blood out of vials into shot glasses and take shots of blood. And when they do, it's like a scene from Train Spotting when they're when they're like laying back going like, oh yeah, blood. Oh, you've never seen Train Spotting? No. Oh, it's excellent. Uh, it's one of my top ten movies, probably. Really? Oh yeah, I love Train Spotting. Interesting. I never saw the sequel though. I still haven't seen that, though. I hear it's it's okay. But uh, uh, that yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's kind of passable. Um, but uh, yeah. So like, the only lovers left alive. Once you realize that it's it's a, an, an analogy for heroin abuse, it becomes a lot better. Um, which kind of made me want to go back and watch the first hour again, but then I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. But, uh, but that's, that's kind of all I have to say about it. Um, Mia Wasikowska, who played Alice in the Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland movie, Mm -hmm. she shows up, um, and she's Tilda Swinton's sister 
and she's yeah. also she's also a vampire, and uh, she kills Anton Yelchin, and and that's probably the funniest part of the whole movie is when uh, like the next morning happens and like Anton Yelchin's just dead on the couch, and and Tom Hiddleston comes in the room and he sees that his helper his helper guy is just dead on the couch and he looks at uh, Mia Wasikowski. And he's like, you drank Ian. You drank him. Now we have to deal with this. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny because they have to like get rid of a dead body. And they haven't done that in hundreds of years. Or in like a hundred years, they haven't had to get rid of a body. Huh. Um, that was that was pretty entertaining. And it, and it was part of the second half of the movie, which was where the movie was entertaining. I'm going to say entertaining a couple more times. <laughs> well, the the casting sounds like it would work. I mean, like Tilda Swinton and that young lady as sisters, I can kind of imagine. And Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston together, I can kind of imagine, too. Yeah, they did not really have that great a chemistry together. No. No. No, they just, they just like both have these like really kind of unique looks to them, you know? I mean, their, perf- their performances in the movie were were good. Yeah. Um. It's just that they, they, it just wasn't interesting. What's the deal with them living in completely different countries if they're like all about each other? Uh, just something different to do. Yeah, I guess when you're around forever. Yeah, I guess like Tilda Swinton's character likes to travel, like she likes to go around the world, and Tom Hiddleston likes to be depressed. He um, <laughs> one so he moves to Detroit and lives in this rundown house. That sounds um, about right. But uh, like, but he's also a suicidal vampire. Because um, at one point he has uh, Anton Yelchin's character get him a bullet that's made out of wood, so like he can blast himself in the heart when he wants to kill himself. Uh-huh. Which is kind of interesting and dark. I think but a like, bullet made of wood's called an arrow. Well, I mean, this one, this is an arrow that fires out from of a gun. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. But like, why wouldn't you just use a wooden stake? Like, why why go through all the effort to get the gun? But I guess it's because he wants it to be quick or something. Speed, yeah, yeah. I think I'd still go with the arrow, but all right. <laughs> but um, I've been reading. Um, I'm not sure if you remember, but I've been reading Marvel comics from like the '60s onward. Yeah. And um, in the '70s, there's this Dracula comic called The Tomb of Dracula, and mm-hmm. um. It's where they introduce the character Blade. Blade has shown up in the comic book, but um, they k- kill Dracula in this like latest issue. They they kill him, and this is like November of nineteen seventy three. They uh-huh. they they get the 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 wooden dagger through Dracula's heart, and he turns into a a, a skeleton like he dies. And they're like, we got to remove the head, otherwise he could come back. Because all you have to do is take the wooden stake out, and he comes back to life. Uh, it's like a stopper. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how much uh, Dracula mythology that is, but now you know that too. <laughs> Good knowledge. Yeah. But anyway, so they killed Dracula in the comic book. This week in comics, they they killed the Dracula, <laughs> and then uh, and then like the townspeople bust in because they're still being mind controlled by Dracula, and they steal the body and then take the uh, the knife out of his chest. So cool. So it was all for naught. The the comic book continues. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it picks back up eventually. That's just the uh, Avengers. Uh, Wait, what was the last one called? Infinity War Part One. Right. Ending. You should have aimed for the head. That's what I hear. Yeah. But that's honestly all I really have to say about this movie. It's okay. It's not very good. Like it's got a <laughs> it's got a seven point three rating on IMDb, and I do not know why. Um, well, this this movie felt like like a six point four to me. I will not check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it's not very good. I did not care for it. All right. Now uh, on, on to, to your movie marathon. All right. Uh, let's see. So game night stars. Who does it star again? <laughs> um, it's been a while. Uh, that guy, Jason Bateman, 
and Rachel McAdams. Uh huh. And they're a couple who like board games. Okay. And that's up your alley. Yeah, I like games. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. This movie was very middle of the road. Um, so, so what's going on is they're a couple. Um, the the two of them do a fine job. They're they're cute. I don't know that they have chemistry. They they look kind of like friends who they're gonna say that they're in a relationship, but I don't know. They're it, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's he seems a little old for her or something. But something about it doesn't quite. It doesn't feel like they're really married. Uh-huh. Um, but but they do make a cute team. Like they should do a buddy cop comedy or something. Um, but anyway, uh, they are at his brother's house, um, and he has this weird competition with his brother, who's supposed to be like this super successful dude. And, um, things go crazy. Like it's supposed to be a murder mystery game type thing. And then, you know, things ensue and, uh, they end up actually having to run around saving their own lives. And, um, it's, it's funny. Like there, there, there definitely were moments that I, I laughed um, so it's funny here and there, but at the end of the movie, I was just like, well, that was pretty C plus or C minus maybe. Um, it's in the C range. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for something just to pass some time, um, you know, nothing too heavy or anything, it's, I guess it's all right. It's passable. Um, but it, it doesn't do anything particularly clever. I will say that the cinematography of it is pretty cool at times. There there are a few things that they do where they kind of make the world look like it's a game. Like like the video will be done in such a way that it looks like stuff's almost sort of animated or something. It's it's an interesting effect. Um it makes everything look like a miniature. Here okay. Okay. Um, and that's kind of fun, but it's it's not really a integral part of the movie. It doesn't happen enough to make that worth watching it. But if you like Rachel McAdams, you like uh, uh, Jason Bateman, and you're looking to kill some time, I'd say go ahead and check it out. Okay. Otherwise, pass. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's all I got. All right. Um, Game Gone night. Girl. Chick. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you think about Gone Girl. You know, I I would be too, because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's an interesting movie. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything for anyone talking about it. Uh, I would recommend watching it if you're into. I guess it's somewhere between a drama and a thriller. Um, it's got some twists and turns, um, and. What you, who you're following throughout this movie is uh, uh, Ben F, whose wife is missing. Um, the people in the movie are not exactly likable. Right. Um, the acting is not particularly good because Ben Affleck's not really great, and the woman who plays his wife is not any good. I've seen her in a handful of things, and every time kind of walked away going, well, she's, she's not, she's not impressing me. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, they're well cast. <laughs> like the acting's not great, but the people who are playing these parts should be playing these parts. Um, and once, once you kind of, the movies sort of come together and you see what's gone on, um, it's an interesting premise mm-hmm. and you really get what the premise is kind of, maybe a halfway through the movie, two thirds of the way in. And it's, it's cool. It's an interesting idea. It's done well enough. And it's in terms of it being done, it's done well enough that like, there's no point in the movie that I was bored or wishing I wasn't watching it or cared that I didn't really dig the acting. Like I, I it was, it was the opposite of solo. <laughs> You know, where everything that was going on that was not great was just annoying the hell out of me. This is like, well, that's not great, but I don't care. I want to see what's happening next. It's pretty compelling. 
So I, I, I'd actually pretty highly recommend Gone Girl. Yeah. Um, the end of Gone Girl really messed with my head. The, uh, where, where you're like, where he, well, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, like the, the absolute very last moment of it. Uh, I don't like remember where, what that was. How it resolves. It's been a few years since I've seen it. Um, but, uh, the, just the manipulation is amazing. Okay. Um, okay. like the, the way he gets, the way he just gets trapped is great. Okay. Yeah. Like where things leave off kind of leaves your head spinning. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but, um, the, just the manipulation of everyone in that movie is is great. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. it was very good. It's difficult to talk about without without spoiling. So it, it really is. It really is. So yeah, listeners, go check it out. Um, and then maybe uh, well, you know what we I don't know. We send us a message at some point and say I saw it. Now you guys can talk about spoilers. We've we've both seen the movie, so we can spoil it. That is one of the rules of the show: is we can we can spoil the movie. Okay, well, if you all want to hear about Halloween 2018, skip stuff. We don't know how long. Yeah. <laughs> come back later, because we're about to spoil Gone Girl. Yeah. And spoilers. Three, two, one. Spoil away. Yeah. So she's not dead. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, but, like, the way, the way she manipulates uh, Neil Patrick Harris, I think was was like haunting like the way she knew exactly what she was going to do mm-hmm. um like how she basically raped herself yeah um was crazy like like a, a, like the the level of uh 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 what's the Cold word i'm looking for yeah that that went into her planning for this whole thing was was out of this world um, the other thing that, that, that I thought would come back into play, but it never did was, um, that when she's living in that trailer park yeah, and she gets people ro- steal her money and the people steal her money is I thought that was going to come back into play at the end of the movie. Um, uh, and now it has been some time since I've seen it, but, but from what I remember is that doesn't the, gr- the girl who lives next door, her and her boyfriend rob her. Yeah, and and sh- and that's why she has to go live with Neil Patrick Harris because she doesn't have any money left. Yeah, she wasn't originally planning on doing anything with Neil Patrick Harris. She just went to him because he had a ton of money, and she knew she could manipulate him easily. Once her money gets stolen, which I, I got to say, actually, this is probably the biggest smear in, or smudge in the movie is that her being robbed cuz it doesn't really make any sense it's it's too coincidental right it doesn't make sense that she would actually be hanging out with this girl next door right um like hey here i am in this kind of trailer park sort of setup and i don't want to be seen or known and at first when this girl keeps talking to her just in passing she's staying away from her and then all of a sudden they're going mini golfing together and like i don't I don't really buy it. Right. Um, and then they see her, the money fall out of her uh, clothing or whatever. And she thinks that they're breaking in later that night or the next day. And she stays. And right. I'm like, for a woman who's this calculated and she's super calculated and careful, this doesn't really work for me. But the movie just keeps moving along and I'm back with it, you know, right. five minutes later. That, yeah, and the, but yeah, the Neil Patrick Harris stuff is pretty disturbing. But like the the when she finally like shows back up on on like the radar when she comes back, yeah. Um, that's what I really thought was that that was like that's the only thing that ties her back to the to her being like to her lie is the trailer park girl, and and yeah, that, that never like, really blow comes her back story at all. Apart. Yeah, that's 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 the only like uh, loose end that she never really ties up. Yeah. Well, and I guess I guess you can sort of take it for granted that um that it uh 
that, that, that it wouldn't come out because the people wouldn't say like, Hey, we robbed this woman. <laughs> you know? That's a good um, point too. Yeah. But, but it, but I get what you're saying. It still feels like, Oh man, this thing is almost perfectly put together, but it's not. There's like one thing that's still just kind of a dangling, like loose story. And, um, what is, but, um, what's the reason that Ben Affleck, uh, takes her back like he he's forced into it but i can't remember why um shoot uh she like well she impregnates herself yeah she gets his semen from the the place that uh was supposed to destroy it Uh uh-huh um and she inseminated herself so she's pregnant she's gonna have a kid and he is sticking around for the kid. Okay. Yeah, I don't really and, remember yeah. how the ending happened. But um, the, the final shot of the movie is the same as the opening shot of the movie. Where uh, where he's like touching her hair. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good moment. Yeah, that's probably her best acting is that just looking at the camera that way, that's kind of like hard to read what the, like it looks, you can't quite tell what she's thinking there. It's like, Oh, that looks like she's going to smile. No, she's maybe plotting something. Who knows? And doesn't, and doesn't the movie, um, uh, doesn't it start off with, she disappears and we don't know what happened to her for a while. So we do suspect Ben Affleck having killed her. Isn't oh, that, yeah. Isn't that one of the yeah, things yeah. about it? It's it's done in a way so that you are you're considering he might be guilty, and then, for a while. So you go all Nancy Grace on Ben Affleck. You're like, oh, he he totally killed this girl because he's doing everything suspicious, and then and then it's oh he didn't, and the and she's the one who's the real psychopath or sociopath. Yeah, it's a cool movie. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, David Fincher directed it. He's one of my favorite directors. Yeah, and it's and it's got a, a like a well put together feel to it. It's um, oh man, there's a what, now you see me sent a thing. That's a thing, right? Now catch, you see me. Catch me if you can. No, no, no. It's uh, it's actually a shitty movie. I think most people think it's a magic movie. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Now you see me. That movie sucked. Okay. I saw well, that. and I've never, and I've never seen it. But I, every time I've seen any reviews or clips of it, I always get the impression that doesn't look like a real movie. That looks like the movie that you'd watch and you'd go, "Was this made for TV?" Because it's kind of crappy. And for whatever reason, I did that of Gone Girl that it, would, uh-huh. it just wouldn't be a real movie. And uh, it is. It's a real movie. <laughs> you can, you, it's put together well. Uh-huh. When, you're, when it's over, I don't know how much you'll like it, but you can uh, you can count on that it's actually a good or it's actually a real movie. Yeah, you know, um, it, it uh, feels it feels uh, high budgeted and well assembled. Um, Tyler Perry is like Ben Affleck's lawyer. Yeah, uh, he's great. Which oh, yeah. which he's, I he's did not up. expect from Tyler Perry. I think this is like the only thing I've ever seen Tyler Perry in. And he was terrific. I was like Tyler uh, Perry. Tyler Perry in a Star Wars movie. Was he? Or Star Trek? Oh yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But it was, I think, Star Trek in the Darkness. I think, but that movie was not good. Was, I think it might have been the first Star Trek. Really? Okay. Because I never saw Star Trek in the Darkness, and I'm pretty sure I remember being at the theater when Tyler Perry came on. People in the theater like cheered. What? <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. And I was like, and I didn't know who Tyler Perry was yet. Like to, to be able to recognize him anyway. Like I knew he existed, but I, I hadn't seen him in anything. So I didn't know him by face and people in the audience got all excited. And I was like, what, who is this guy? Oh. Uh, and then found out it was Tyler Perry. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he was in it for very long. According- so if, if you were seeing this and going like, Hey, uh, I, uh, I, I saw him in Gone Girl. It's the first thing I've seen him in. I don't know that his appearance in Star Trek would really. Well, he's not uh, dressed like Medea in it. 
according to his IMDb, he's in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the Out of the Shadows, which I have not seen. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't even seen that animated one from a few years back. TMNT. Oh, that's not very good. I saw that. It's. it's not I never saw good. Turtles three. I stopped with Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> I also never watched Turtles three. I saw like a little bit of it, and I was like, "Nope, I'm out." <laughs> and I was the biggest Ninja Turtles fan. I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, I think maybe there was. As much as I enjoyed Ninja Turtles 2 as a kid, I think some unconscious part of me must have figured out that this was going in a bad direction. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Turtles 3 came out, I was like, fuck that noise. Have you seen... Oh, you can hear my children just crying upstairs. Yeah. Enjoy that sound. <laughs> Are they okay? Yeah. I'm sure someone wants something. And uh, want love, I guess. <laughs> and... Um, uh, have you watched the first Ninja Turtles movie like in the last few years? I did. I watched it probably about f- four years ago. Oh, I, I also watched it like about four years ago, and I loved it. I was like, this movie is awesome. See, I, I watched it, and I went, oh, this uh, this uh, doesn't quite do as much for me as I as I thought it would. Really? I didn't. It, it wasn't one of those things where I couldn't understand how I liked it as a kid. Like batteries not included or something like that. Um, That's a movie I don't understand why I liked. I I think as a kid, I think it was just back in the day when we were kids and you couldn't be entertained at every corner. Uh-huh. Um, a movie that had any robots in it at all <laughs> was cool. Like, like I I can think of that movie, and the only thing I can think of is I can remember the commercial for it, and in the commercial is the scene where. They're flipping the burgers. Hamburgers, yep. And they and they flip one of the robots. And yep. that's all I can remember about that movie. You know why? Because that's the only scene those fucking robots are in. <laughs> <laughs> that movie has so few batteries not included robots. It's ridiculous. Like that movie is way too long and it's got nothing to do with those things. According to the IMDb, it's an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah, but according to my sense of time, it's three and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) I forced my ex-girlfriend years ago to watch that. And I had a lot of movies like this. I was like, oh, you never saw this? Let's watch it. And then we would, and I go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I did that to you. Wait, never saw blah, blah, blah. And then we got to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh And I was like, you never saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Oh, God. Oh, my God. We have to watch that. 20 minutes in, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this to you again. (laughs) We're turning this shit off. (laughs) You deserve some mercy. I put you through too much. I'm sorry that I made you relive the 80s. It was a terrible time. Short circuit sucks, too. Kevin Costner is just the worst. Oh man, that I you know here's the funny thing about that I loved that movie. I mean, like I watched that movie tons of times. Robin Hood. Yes, and then I'm watching. I'm like, what? This is so incredible. How did we get through this? Yeah. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's uh, that's Gone Girl. <laughs> I forgot we were talking about God Girl. <laughs> um, so, uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Are we, are we done with Gone Girl? Yeah, we're done with that. Cool. Twenty One Jump Street. Um, here's how I I saw Twenty One Jump Street. I was taken by some friends who wanted to see Twenty Two Jump Street in the theater a couple years ago. I went to see that. I went kind of against my will because I was like, Ugh, I don't have any reason to think I'm going to like this. Uh, it's a sequel, too, so that can't be good. Um, I thought I didn't like Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then I saw it, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. So I, I was uh, just looking for something the other night to, to have on uh, while my girlfriend was doing some work. Uh, and you know that she could just kind of enjoy. I, I started to turn on a quiet place, and then realized that was the opposite of what she could enjoy while she was working because right, there's yeah. nothing to, to hear. Um, by the way, I saw a quiet, quiet place again too. Um, oh yeah, how's that hold day. up the second time? 
uh, it's a lot dumber. Oh, it's really? A lot okay. Dumber the second time. Yeah, like all the things that I picked up on, but was too involved to really get nitpicky about the first time. Uh-huh. The second time around, it's like they could hear that. They could hear that. Yeah. They could hear that. This is dumb. Babies are loud. You know, like every everything's worse. Right. But it's it's still a good movie. It's still a good movie. I I think it's just you if you watch it again, you'll probably laugh a lot more. Uh-huh. Um so I uh, so we watched 21 Jump Street and it was enjoyable and I laughed out loud and it was weird because one of the characters is like really trying to develop a relationship with a high schooler. Uh-huh. Um and that's disturbing. Right. Like yeah, it's not right at all. Um but anyway, Channing Tatum's totally won me over. That guy's actually great. I um, I totally agree. I did not care for Channing Tatum until I saw Twenty One Jump Street, and then I was like, I like Channing Tatum. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's a funny guy. He's likable. Like I'd actually, I think I'd enjoy hanging out with him. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. Yeah, I still don't think he has much of a face. Like <laughs> his 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 characteristics are so. I don't know if that it's that they're perfectly symmetrical, but there's something about his face that for me feels like it's uh, photoshopped all the time. Like kind of like, you know how if you like wash out the details, eventually there's nothing there. Sure. That's what I feel like with him. Like he's a poster that's been airbrushed to the point of not having a face. There's, um, a, there's an actress. I can't think of who it is, but I feel the same way about her. And I think for a while it may have been, I felt the same way about Charlize Theron. Oh, uh-huh. oh, I know what it is. It's um, Gal Gadot. Like how I feel like you can't look at Gal Gadot too long, otherwise she kind of disappears. Huh. I don't feel that way. Uh, I do. <laughs> but, but I understand the phenomena from Channing Tatum. In fact, I have a friend who really likes Channing Tatum, and before I liked him. Uh, I, I took a picture of, I, I took a piece of paper. <laughs> I just drew a face that was like a circle with two circles for eyes and a line for a nose and a line for a mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here, I got you a picture of Channing Tatum. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so anyway, that's that. Um, yeah. See 21 jump street. I'm not going to explain. I mean, I, okay. So two undercover cops, they're kind of losers. They go to high school to do undercover work. There you go. Done. Yeah. It's funny. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough to discuss a comedy, isn't it? it? It can be. It's like the premise is very simple. The jokes are funny or they're not funny. In right. this case, they're funny. Yeah. It's uh, it's directed by uh, Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller, who are uh, who also did the Lego movie. Oh, okay. Um, those guys are great. They were supposed to be the directors of Solo. Uh, right. Uh, and then they wanted to make a good movie, and, uh-huh. they got, and they got fired, and they brought in Ron Howard. I see. And then it just became fucking vanilla boring crap. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so, okay. So I went to the movies. Yay! Oh goes right, to the movies. I oh. saw Halloween. Are we gonna get like Matt's trailer corner? Like what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Previews. Um, the Diet Coke War continues. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there's a civil war going on in America, in which some people like Diet Coke, and some people must be must be telling them not to. Um, but you know, the message continues to be, "Hey, man, be into what you're into. I'm into Diet Coke." Uh-huh. Fucker. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know. I've never heard anyone else notice these previews so uh, or these commercials. But go to the theater and have a weird experience with Diet Coke. Um, okay, so I had people, even though it was like Sunday night at 10 o'clock, I had people in the theater, and I was in the last row. I still had people sitting near me, so I didn't get to write many notes during the the movie. But uh, I did list the previews. Um, Let me see what I got here. Captive State. I have no idea what that is. I don't remember the preview. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mid-90s. Kids skateboarding, directed by Jonah Hill. Doesn't look good to me, but whatever. Um, 
Actually, it looks like it's probably good, but I have no interest in seeing it. Yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, I wasn't into like the skate scene. Yeah. And uh, uh, like, it looks like it's going to be a good movie, but I, like you said, I have, I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, thanks. I, I lived in the mid nineties. I don't need to. Yeah. Um, there's a new movie called Robin Hood because we haven't had 10,000 of those. Uh, it looks like it's trying to be Assassin's Creed for some god awful reason. Um, and it looks really bad. Um, and throughout the preview, I don't know if it's just that they use the word inspiring or that they're trying to make this movie look inspiring, but it just looks boring. Um, it, it, it looks bad. So I'm not going to bother with that. I don't think, Uh huh. let's see. I got a preview for, I saw 10 previews before Halloween. So, wow. Uh, Curse of La Laurens. Uh, I don't remember what that was, so I'm going to go with, uh, not memorable. <laughs> um, it's a movie called Destroyer, uh, directed and starring Nicole Kidman. Uh, and it looks like she got a little bit of the Charlize Theron monster treatment. Did you say directed um, by Nicole Kidman? I believe so. Ooh. I believe it's directed by her too. Um, it looked like it's probably a good movie, but also maybe a bit like, I'm not sure if I'm going to want to see it. Um, but it, 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 if you ever saw the movie, the interpreter, which has Nicole Kidman in it. Yeah, no, I never saw that. Yeah, I went to the theater to see that um, and walked out just like my date and I were just like, man, that was boring as hell. Is that with, um, um, what's his name? The uh, George Clooney? No. I'm thinking of uh, Sean Penn. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, and it might have had George Clooney in it. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, but this had that feel, maybe partly because Nicole Kidman's in it. But it looks like it's a, it's a political thing. But the preview just didn't grab me. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's a movie called The Prodigy. Don't remember what that was. <laughs> it's about the band. Um, Glass. Okay, saw so another preview for Glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know what's going on in my head because I don't like M Night Shyamalan. But there's part of me that's like, I'm not digging this preview, but for some unexplainable reason, I have this sense that the movie's going to be better than the preview is. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just because Unbreakable was a good movie and Split was a pretty good. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, well, here's the third one. This is where he's going to bring it all together. Yeah, <laughs> and and as we're having this conversation, I'm going, like, well, I that's how I felt during the preview, but as we're talking about it, I just feel like, yeah, good, then pretty good, next is bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing M. Night Shyamalan started out good, then was pretty good, then was bad, maybe I should just expect this to be bad. So I'll go to the theater and see it, but I'm going to try to force my expectations to be as low as they can be yeah did uh what's the release date on that did you see no i don't remember uh and then i saw a preview for happy death day 2 uh which looked like final destination in reverse um but i kind of want to see but i should probably get around to seeing happy death day first right (laughs) um so yeah i don't know and then it wasn't exactly a preview, but I'm still seeing these like partial previews for this Grinch movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, and yeah. I just couldn't give a fuck. Right. So that's that. Okay. Halloween. I do enjoy preview corner. It's. Well, I'll tell you what. Every time I go to the theater, I'm like, can I even see any new previews? Right. I keep going to the theater so much. And, uh, yes, they have hundreds of them <laughs> that just keep happening. Um, all right, so Halloween. So Halloween 2018 right. is a direct sequel to the original John Carpenter's Halloween. It's not a sequel and to Halloween 2? No, it's not. Really? It's not. See, I like Halloween 2. Uh, and that's what most people say, and I'm not sure I've ever seen it. Um, 
But this is, yeah, direct sequel to Hall- the first Halloween. And there are things, bits dropped in here and there from other movies, like sort of like scenes that they've taken from the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the canon goes, this is like, nope, connected to Halloween 1. Okay. Um, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, which is pretty exciting. Um, spoiler alert, she does a great job in it. Um, this movie I went into so can excited, I excited? Uh, yeah, can I? Uh, can I? Because I like I love the first Halloween movie, and uh, I've th- I've seen all of them except for the Rob Zombie ones, um, uh, and the one with Buster Rhymes. Um, but um, so the first Halloween movie ends with Donald Pleasance shooting Michael Myers, and he falls out a window. And he's like laying on his back in the backyard of the house. Yeah. And then like they look, they turn away, and when they look back, he's gone. Yes. Does this pick up from there? Like, does it does it say where he went or? Um. Yeah. The, so the the movie starts with. Well, hang on. So so okay. So I went into this movie having seen the preview and feeling like. Oh, this looks kind of good, but I've got this weird feeling about it. Maybe just because it's hard to expect it to be good. I walked out with the same feeling. <laughs> so, like, I watched it and I'm like, uh, this was kind of good, but there's a really weird feeling to it. Um, and maybe that'll make sense as I go through it a bit. I won't spoil anything, um, but I will give you a synopsis here. Of, like, he is uh, M- uh, Michael Myers, the murderer. Mm hmm is in some sort of it's it looks like a maximum security prison but it's actually a um mental institution yeah and the movie starts out with these two podcasters just the worst people in the world <laughs> uh going to the the in, the institution to try to interview him Hello. I'm back. Okay. Sorry. Um, unplugged my headphones. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so, so there. It sounded like you were drinking something. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they get there to try to interview him. Michael Myers hasn't spoken in 40 years. Uh huh. Um, he can speak, but he hasn't. And he has a psychiatrist who, I guess, has granted them permission to interview him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, because this is easy for podcasters to do, have gotten the mask so that they can prompt him to speak. Oh, do you so get to, they got do you get it, to like, see him without the mask? You see the side of his head um, enough to see that he's like, a grown man, you Uh know, that he's probably in his like, I don't know, sixties. Um, but no, you don't see his face, uh, which is a good decision. Um, and this whole scene is completely stupid. Okay. This whole, it's just dumb. Um, and, and this is the thing, the further I get from this movie, the more the things I didn't like about it, like I'm going like, yeah, that's really stupid. Um, however, I know I'm jumping back and forth here, but at the end of the day, I still like, I can't not recommend it and I can't exactly recommend it. I feel like anybody who goes to see this could either really enjoy it or hate the hell out of it. Right. Um, so that's, that's the beginning there. And, and there's a lot of exposition and for the first, maybe 25 minutes of the movie and some other moments afterwards, there's, there's very heavy exposition stuff. It's just like people explaining things to you that could be done, could be done better. Okay. Um, and the documentary people are not really that important um, to the movie guys. Yeah. They're not really that important to the movie. So that, that feels a little like, I don't know. It's kind of like the, the, the movie doesn't really know where it's trying to, doesn't know where it's jumping off point is. Um, other than, the plot is okay. We're 40 years later. Um, 
So I don't think it's a spoiler to say that uh, not Jason, um, Michael Myers escapes um, and starts killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the preview, you don't, I, I didn't know if Jamie Lee Curtis was going to be really like the star of the movie or if it was going to be following around like her daughter. Um, and in this movie, there's her, she has a daughter and she has a granddaughter. The, the relationships are pretty strained. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis is of the three of them. She is the, the main person. She's probably only in about a third of the movie. Uh huh. But she, I mean, like, like screen time wise. Um, but she's, she is the main character, but it's a little, it's a little imbalanced. It's, it's a little wonky. Um, in terms of is Michael Myers, the main character, like it, it, you can't quite feel who you're following. Um, and there's some pretty mixed tones and stuff too. This movie's just kind of been through a blender in a way. Um, cause some of it's pretty polished and has a new feel. Some of it's pretty gritty and kind of has that, uh, seventies horror slasher feel. Uh huh. Um, and there are moments where I'm like, man, uh, in this moment, I feel like I'm watching a Carpenter movie. And then a moment later, I'm like, wow, now I feel like I'm watching the Rob Zombie version. Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird jumble. Uh, there's a kid in this movie who's like, uh, I don't know, maybe 11. Um, and he's, he's being babysat. And I'm not usually a fan of kid actors, but this kid is the best part of the entire movie. Uh, and he's, he's not in it for like very long. He's not a main character or anything like that, but he was a highlight. Um, the movie also at times has a feel like it's in the Logan verse, like the, the universe of the movie Logan. Okay. Um, it's, I'm going to keep saying it's weird because it's weird. Okay. Um, it's. There are lots of coincidences, like people just ending up where they need to be and some loose ways to get people on screen at the same time and in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Myers just must have some sort of GPS inside him because well, um, he can get wherever he needs to go. Tell me, tell me, tell me what the movie is about because uh, I want to know. It's, it's, it's about Jamie Lee Curtis having PTSD and wanting to kill michael myers um michael myers wanting to kill her she's not his she's not his sister so i know if i'm understanding right somewhere in all the sequels they made them brother and sister yeah well it's Um, her brother from the from the first one right no no in the first one it's not her brother it's not and no no i i think I, ha- I need to go back and watch my, it. My I son upstairs is devastated to hear this news. That's why you can hear him crying. <laughs> They're not brother and sister. Because like no! in the in the first one, the reason Michael Myers is in the insane asylum is because he kills his sister because she's making out with somebody. Yeah, his sister's dead. Right, but isn't Laurie Strode like the other sister? I don't think so. And and then my next question is, why is his name Michael Myers and her name Laurie Strode? <laughs> Probably because they're not brothers. Because they're sister. not really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think she's just kind of the one that got away. You know, she's the ultimate final girl. Um, so he's after her. That she's was a disappointing sort- movie. The final, the final girls. Didn't see it. I, I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. It was pretty disappointing. That movie had a lot of potential. That's anyway. funny because I had actually started outlining a story called Final Girls. Uh, don't need to bother with that now. Good to know. I mean, you could call it something else and it could be a totally different movie. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Um, do you have any other questions? Um, so, yeah. So, um, so Michael Myers escapes from the mental institution. Um, I, um, and based on what you said, uh, he probably does it while the podcasters are there so he can have the mask. Um, not exactly. He, he, he does end up getting the mask. Um, but it doesn't work out quite that way. And that's another thing where it's like, wow, that's, 
quite the coincidence that they would end up in the same exact spot uh-huh. um, because they leave. They they try to interview him, then they leave, and then they go interview Laurie Strode. Um, uh-huh. And something. Yeah. Uh, then, sorry. <laughs> so uh, Are you distracted by my son yelling in the background as well? <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> he's eating so, yeah, lunch. So, he's eating lunch right now, and, and I guess he's just cranky and hungry. Okay. Well, let's, let's just say this. <laughs> they end up in the same spot. If I had a quieter place to do the show, I would. <laughs> they, they end up in the same spot, and he ends up with the mask. Let's uh-huh. put it that way. Okay. And I had this note. Like is, it, I, I hopped is, it in because, and, is it because of the podcasters that Michael Myers comes back to the, to the real world? Like, no, no. Is it just no. coincidence? You, see, you're wanting them to be important. Well, like they don't, they're not, the ones that's, they're not the ones that no. set them off. There's, there's, it's stupid that they're in the movie. They're, they're absolutely there just to get the mask on screen, basically. Uh-huh. Like they don't actually give it to him, but that's their function. Um, to, it's just to get the mask there. But I, I've list, I went, I, so after the movie, I hopped in my car and wrote down all the notes I could since I couldn't do it during the movie. In my head, I imagine you literally jumping into your car. I mean, I dove in through the window. Right. Um, and it, which I should have opened it first. <laughs> uh, but uh, but um, I wrote this note down, and I've seen some other reviews since, and everyone else says the same thing. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is Linda Hamilton from Terminator 2. Oh, it's, it's it's the same character, and even the relationship with her daughter is similar to the relationship between Linda Hamilton's character and so Sarah Connor and John Connor in Terminator Two. Okay, um, so Michael Myers is coming for uh, her daughter then. He's he's sort of yeah, like I said, people cross paths a lot, so he's sort of coming after all of them. Because wherever they are, he pops up. Like uh-huh. he's got some sort of GPS in him, right? Um, but yeah, the the movie does a lot of silly stuff to get people into the same, to make people cross paths, get them in the same room. Uh-huh. Um, and people make a lot of stupid judgments that nobody would actually make. Uh, but at the same time, and a lot of characters are annoying, but the, the annoying characters tend to get worked out of the film one way or another. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of them die. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's annoying, and then that gets resolved. So this is a lot of, this movie's just a lot of back and forth. And the, and the reviews I've heard from other people seem to, not surprisingly to me, seem to either be like, wow, this movie was great, or they absolutely hate it. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, it it's and and it and I get that cuz I kind of walked out pulled in two different directions. Um Well, I mean, when I go see a Halloween movie, I'm not expecting something great. Like I just kind of want like a interesting slasher flick. Well, and see that sounds normal. This is weird. <laughs> so like I I understand. I am with you. And I honestly like I have this written in my notes in capital letters. I'm like, I don't even know whether to recommend this to Nick or not. <laughs> and, and you and I've been watching horror movies together for like decades. Right. So yeah, I mean I, I think you'll probably want to watch it, but I can't tell you with any confidence at all that you'll like it or that you won't like it. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Cause I, I think you can walk in going, okay, I'm not expecting that much, but what you're going to get instead is some really cool stuff and some really stupid ass stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's weird. Um, and there's a really like pinnacle, the pinnacle of all the dumb stuff is a specific character twist that happens that when it happens, you'll go like, "Oh, okay, I, I get what's going on here," uh, or, or you know, you'll know that you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Go, okay, there's a stupid character twist. It's not really spoiling anything because it's not something you could see coming. Um, it's just dumb, and it doesn't ruin the movie because it's not particularly uh, important to your experience of it. Right. It's just dumb, <laughs> and there are things like. Like at one point, how do I put this? Spoiling anything? Um, 
there's a moment where I go, why are the lights off? <laughs> so, so if if you're if if I'm in a house and there's a serial killer in it, right? I'm not going to turn the lights off. And this is what I'm talking about in terms of there being dumb judgments, like things that just don't make any sense. Well, I don't know. Uh, like if if you're in a dark house, it'd be tougher for the bad guy to find you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want you to see this movie, and you tell me if you'd have the lights off. Okay. You'll you'll know you'll know where I'm talking about. Okay. Sure. Um, I have a note here that says I did like how it wraps up, but I don't even know what that means. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So without At without the be- saying what the ending is, I will say I, I like the ending. It's it's even got its own stupid elements too, but I like it. Okay. Do um yeah, at the ahead. beginning of the movie does it say this is a sequel to the original Halloween or anything like how are you supposed to know because the uh, well James there's Lee like Curtis I said there's in, uh, tons of exposition so it's I mean they don't say my my grandma was in a movie called Halloween <laughs> this <laughs> and we're in a movie now that takes place after that but there's definitely enough dialogue expositing for you to completely explain I mean they even explain in the movie that it's not his sister. Or that she's not his sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- don't worry. They'll explain to you what's going on. All right. A lot. Because they already killed off Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween series in that uh, Halloween Resurrection movie. They kill her off. Yeah. So. Well, that didn't exist. That doesn't. That's just a dream. No. They're, they, no like I said, I never saw Halloween 2, but they are so clear with all of the exposition talk that it's very clear that nothing after that happened. Because I think it's actually somewhere in Halloween 2 that they, that they do say, that the, that the sequels say, that's his sister. Oh, okay. And so I, th- I think even that line may be the, the line that says, boom, Halloween 1 happened, nothing else did. Okay. All right. That's- but trust me, if you're looking for an explanation of what's going on, you'll get it. Okay. Well, I want to see the movie, so um, maybe in six months when it's on video, I'll be able to have a viewing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you should see it. I just don't know how you're going to come out of it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm really curious. I'm really curious. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it now. Uh, All right. right. Is that the last of the movies you saw? Yeah, yeah. Although, actually, there's one more thing, because I have heard all these reviews. Uh Uh Uh-huh. People seem to have a real problem with the fact that this movie's called Halloween um, because there was another movie called Halloween and then Rob Zombies was called Halloween. Uh-huh. Who fucking cares? That's, that's, that's my point on that. I don't, I don't care. So anyway, Halloween 2018, it's not that hard to say. Yeah. It does get annoying with the titles where they just reboot the old title. Um, it's difficult to keep track of what... Uh, like where you're at in the thing, like just call it Halloween two and a half. <laughs> Cause isn't this like the 10th movie or the 11th Halloween movie? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many there actually are. Yeah. Um, oh, well, the, but yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for the big show this week. Um, Matt, anything to plug? Uh, nope, I got nothing. All right. Um, you can follow us on the, the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram. I would say the Google Plus, but that's getting shut down, So, and we don't really do anything on it. Um, so if you have any movies you'd like to recommend to us, or if you want to interact with the show in any way, find us on one of those social media locations. Um, I don't have anything to plug. But um, uh, it is Halloween, so have a spooky Halloween. <laughs> I'm Happy be, Halloween, Nick. I'm going to be going out trick-or-treating later tonight with a, with a blue Power Ranger, Ariel the Little Mermaid, um, and uh, Shimmer and Shine, which are some Disney Channel characters I don't know anything about. <laughs> but... Uh, that's, that's who I'm going to be walking around with, and I'll be wearing my Spider-Man t-shirt. 
So if you're if you're in the area and you see all of us, say hi. Um, two days from now, when this episode comes out, <laughs> go back into the past two days and say hi to Nick. Uh, are you doing anything for actual Halloween? Are you gonna hand out candy? And no, anything? I live in an apartment building, so like nobody actually comes here. And uh, at my girlfriend's house, for whatever reason, nobody ever goes there. I think because they don't have a sidewalk. Oh, so, okay. No, really, no trick or treating. All right. Well, why don't you go murder some teenagers or something? Word up. All right. Well, I'll be interested to see how that works out for you. <laughs> and right. uh, I guess if that's the end of the reel. We'll see you next week in film. Bye.